want to learn how to manage your own investments? Are you ready to stop paying investment management fees and start building wealth? The DIY Investing Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, and resources you need to be a better investor. Learn how to make investments through the use of fundamental analysis, mental models, and business management insights. Now, here's your host, value investing expert, Trey Henninger. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the DIY Investing Podcast. My name is Trey Henniger and I'm your host. In today's episode, I will be discussing the keystone habits of personal finance that I believe you should consider adopting in your life. These habits will help you to build wealth and become more successful financially. A brief reminder that this is a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast and help me to continue creating great investing content, please consider becoming a patron at DIYinvesting.org patron. That's DIYinvesting.org P-A-T-R-O-N. My goal is to keep this podcast free of outside advertisements. In order to do that, I've decided upon a model that skips the middleman and allows me to receive support directly from you, the listener. My goal is to always provide you with value. Therefore, I have set up a membership program providing investment-based rewards to those who choose to become patrons of this show. As someone interested in investing in personal finance, I hope you'll check it out at DIYinvesting.org patron, where you can learn about all the benefits that I offer to those who choose to support me directly. Now let's dive right in. The topic of today's podcast is keystone habits, specifically the keystone habits of personal finance. In the last episode, episode 18, I did a book review on the power of habit. And in that, one of my key lessons that I discussed were keystone habits, which is a mental model breaking down the fact that some habits are more powerful than others. These habits are known as keystone habits. And the keystone habits are habits that cause changes throughout your life. And if you focus first and foremost on adopting keystone habits, implementing them in your life, you should see wide-ranging changes and improvements in your life. So in today's episode, I want to go in detail and discuss the two primary keystone habits that I believe you should adopt if you want to have a better outcome in your personal finances. These two keystone habits alone will cause you to make changes in your life naturally to adjust your finances in a way that will help you. If you focus on the habits that I discuss on today, I believe that you will gain large number of benefits that will be hard to anticipate in advance. They're very simple, but sometimes not easy to do. Yet, if you turn it into a habit, the idea of habits is that by making something habitual, you can take the decision-making out of it and start causing automatic changes in your life. So let's discuss the two keystone habits. I'll begin by telling you what they are and then walking through kind of what I mean by them. 
So the first keystone habit that I recommend is track every dollar you spend. And the second keystone habit is to track the monthly changes in your net worth. So first, let's discuss what I mean by tracking every dollar you spend. In a different terminology, this is basically what's known as keeping a budget. The frequency at which you budget doesn't really matter. The primary purpose is just tracking all of the dollars that you spend. You don't necessarily need to determine in advance how much you plan to spend each month. You don't have to set a restriction on your spending in specific categories. I think there are benefits for doing that. But the primary thing that I want you to focus on is tracking your spending. This means when you make purchases, you write it down and you keep a record of what you have spent so that at the end of every month, you can look back and say, this is what I've spent in every single area of your life. And there is no ignorance that allows you to hide behind lack of knowing how your spending is progressing. So I recommend also doing it in a budget format when you're pl- where you plan in advance what you think you want to expend. And this is an iterative process. If you start the month off, I like to use the first week of every month. I work up a budget of what I think I want to spend for the month. And then at the end of the month or the first of week of the next month, I look back at my prior month's spending, see how I did. And then I adjust my budget, adjust my plan based upon what happened. So that first week, I will tabulate every purchase that I made in the previous month, and then I use those numbers to learn from how I spent my money. And it is this learning from your previous spending, recognizing what you're spending your money on, that leads to the changes in your life. Because what you want to do is align the spending that you're doing with your life goals and values. So if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you have certain financial goals, certain outcomes that you are seeking. Maybe it's saving for retirement or saving for paying for your kid's college, or maybe you want to buy a house or buy a new car. All of these financial goals can be reached by first tracking every dollar you spend, because by tracking you're spending, you can determine if there is a gap between what you claim to be pursuing and what you're actually pursuing. One of the concepts that I've liked and heard about in the past is the idea that if you are given, if someone gives you a copy of everything they spend their money on in a year and every place they spend their time in a year, you can determine what they truly value. And I think that's true. In a lot of ways, what you spend your money on indicates what you actually value. It doesn't show what you say you value, but it indicates what you actually value. So if you spend a lot of money on restaurants, then you're saying that you value eating out on a regular basis. Versus if you save a lot of money, then you're saying that you value the freedom that comes from saving money or the other benefits that come from saving money. So the key thing that makes tracking every dollar you spend a keystone habit is that it peels away the fog that can disguise your spending. And it causes you to confront 
your actual spending habits. It causes you to confront your spending for what it is. And the goal of adopting this as a keystone habit is that you will start to make better decisions, or at least you will start to make decisions that better reflect your values and better reflect your goals. If your goal or value is to spend all of your money, then that's great. And you can determine if you're spending it in the areas that you want. Maybe you want to spend your money on housing. Maybe you want to spend it on food. Maybe you want to take expensive vacations. But if you want to take expensive vacations, but you're spending all of your money on restaurants, then perhaps you have misallocated your budget and you misallocated your spending. So the purpose of this budget or tracking is not to restrict you. And I think that budgets have gotten a bad rap in the past because there's this idea of restriction. There's this idea of limitation. And that is not the purpose of tracking your spending. The purpose of tracking your spending is to focus on what you value. So I want you to have that in your mindset is that you're trying to match your spending with your values and goals. And that's all that it is. There's no need to restrict anything because I firmly believe that we all have enough money to meet whatever goals that we want to set for ourselves. We have the money to match our spending with our values. Usually where we come into problems is mismatch between our spending and our values and spending money in areas that we don't actually value. And so that's what I challenge you to with this first keystone habit. Track every dollar you spend from now on. If you do this, not just the, you know this month and next month, but if you do this for the rest of your life, or at least the rest of your life until you reach whatever goal of financial success you have, you are much more likely to reach that goal and you're much more likely to reach that goal quickly. So the second keystone habit that I recommend you adopt is to track the monthly changes in your net worth. The beauty of a net worth statement or the, or the net worth number is it's a single number that can determine your current status of your finances. For those that haven't spent much time thinking about it, aren't aware of it, net worth is basically the sum total of all of your assets and you subtract all of your liabilities or all of your debts. And this number, if it's positive, means that you have more assets than debts. And if it's negative, it means that you have more debts than you have assets. And so, If you're on a personal finance journey, if you're interested in investing and you're interested in building wealth, usually you have a goal or a value to increase your net worth over time. By tracking this monthly change in your net worth, you're able to see, are you being successful? This has a few benefits. You can see one, if you're making progress, and that progress can provide motivation to continue the hard work of saving money investing your money, and being diligent in your financial journey. And it can be a check on if you're actually being successful or not. If your monthly net worth is going down or staying stagnant, you might not have been aware of this if you weren't checking it. So it can be a signal that you need to make changes in your plan and in your actions in order to make improvements. 
personally, I have found it incredibly motivating and incredibly helpful to every month on the first of the month, calculate my net worth. I keep a spreadsheet where I have all of my assets listed. I pull the financial statements, my current bank account values, my current investment account values, um, the balance on the mortgage on my house. And I put all of those numbers in my spreadsheet and I have a net worth number. And then I just keep track and I have all of the previous net worth numbers. I've been doing it for multiple years now of keeping track of each month, once a month, having a net worth value. Now, you don't have to do it once a month if that takes too much time for you or if it's too involved, but having some sort of regular schedule in which you calculate the change in your net worth can be incredibly helpful because what this habit will do is it will be a constant reminder that you are either on track or not on track with your goals. And it's a constant encouragement and motivation to continue working in the direction that you have chosen to set for yourself. So as an investor, you want to be able to see, am I being successful? Is the time I'm spending in investing, is the time that I'm investing in the research on stocks, is the time that I am investing in finding ways to save money worth it? Am I, am I improving my situation? Most of the time, what people want to see is steady, ongoing improvement in their life situation. It's less about the absolute value that we are at in life and more about the relative improvement over our prior self. So this is about constant iterative improvement. And you're not going to be perfect with this. The number that when you first start out might be bleak, it might be good. But if you are not aware of what your net worth is, if you're not aware of the number, then it's very difficult to know how you're doing. So my recommendation is the first of every month, calculate your net worth, write it down, and keep a history of it. And when you do this, you can chart it over time and see how you improve. And I believe by simply tracking it, you're going to improve your net worth faster and you're going to make it more likely that your net worth is going up from month to month. One thing I want to note with tracking your net worth, as an investor, especially if you're investing in volatile assets like stocks, as your investment portfolio grows as a percentage of your net worth, compared to say savings in a bank account, which stays fairly stagnant, it will be normal for your net worth to fluctuate over time. If a significant part of your assets are in stocks, you could easily have months where your net worth goes down in terms of the quoted value of your stock portfolio, even though you're making progress and you're continuing to save money and continuing to invest which is why there's two different ways that I track my net worth each month. The first is the net asset value, looking purely at the quoted values of my investments, the quoted values of my bank account, quoted values of my debts, and I record them and just take that as a simple one-digit number. The second way that I track my net worth is what's called the British or European net worth, which is based upon your annual income from your investments. And so what I do is I record in addition the per rata share of my investments earnings 
and dividends that I expect to earn over the next 12 months. So I keep a spreadsheet of all of my investments and that I write down, you know, the stock name, let's say it's ExxonMobil or Apple. And then I have the number of shares that I have. And then I put in the per share earnings and the per share dividends for that investment. And then I record that in this spreadsheet. And now I add up all of the dividends that I ex- that are expected to receive over the next 12 months. And then I record that number once a month. So I say, okay, my annual dividend rate is, let's say, $1,000. For the next year, I expect to earn $1,000 um, in dividends. And what I want to see is, is as I invest more money, I want to see that $1,000 in dividends rise to $1,100 or $1,200 or $2,000. And I want to see that continue to grow until that $1,000 in dividends is $10,000, $20,000, $50,000. With the idea being when that dividend number equals my annual expenditures or my salary, I'm financially independent. And the nice thing about doing this is that the quoted asset value for your stocks is going to be much more volatile than the dividend payments that are expected from your stocks. If you're doing this right, your dividend payment, expected dividend payments, will continue to rise very steadily and very stably as you invest more money. Even if What that means is that even if the quoted value of your stocks is dropping in, say, a bear market or a stock market crash, your dividend payments might continue to stay the same or increase. And this allows you to be continually motivated even during stock market crashes to continue to invest and to worry less about the quoted value of your stocks. So, Those are the two keystone habits. Track every dollar you spend and track the monthly changes in your net worth. And you can do that as both the net asset value and the annualized income expected from your investments. I recommend doing those each once a month. Um, For the tracking of every dollar I spend, I spend most of my money on credit cards so that I can get a simple credit card statement and print it out into an Excel sheet so it makes it easy for me to track. You can do it many other ways. You can consider using YNAB, which I'll have a link to in the podcast. YNAB is a software that you can use that allows you to keep track of your uh, spending on more of a daily or weekly basis as you spend stuff without using credit cards. And it works great for cash purchases. Um, But if you have credit cards, it's quite easy to use just a spreadsheet and do it once a month. But I highly recommend doing these once a month. I tend to do it at the first week of the month, but it's up to you. What I want to reiterate is that tracking is by far the most important keystone habit for your personal financial success. The simple process of tracking your spending will allow you to identify areas where you can improve your spending habits. Ideas for expense reductions and new savings will appear magically over time as you gain a better understanding of your current spending and whether that aligns with your goals and values. Meanwhile, tracking your net worth will provide encouragement and visibility of your progress for the hard work that you are doing. V.F. Ridgway has a great quote that says, what gets measured gets managed. When you actively choose to measure your personal finance progress, you will begin to take active steps to then improve your finances. 
Independently, both of these habits will have positive impacts on your personal finances over time. However, if you combine these two tracking habits, you will benefit from Lollapalooza effects, which create greater benefits than the sum of the parts. Tracking your finances first provides awareness, then opportunities for change, and finally encouragement as progress becomes visible and self-reinforcing. If you want to improve your personal finances, I highly recommend adopting these two keystone personal finance habits. Track every dollar you spend and track the monthly changes in your net worth. Thank you for listening to today's show. The full show notes for this episode, including my outline for today's podcast, are available at diyinvesting.org slash episode 19. And finally, this is a listener-supported podcast. If you have gained value from today's content, please consider supporting the show financially as a patron. You can become a patron at diyinvesting.org slash patron, P-A-T-R-O-N. Your financial support is what allows me to continue creating this free investment content without any advertisements. If you choose to become a patron of the show, you'll receive exclusive insights into my personal investing process through the DIYinvesting.org membership program. Once again, you can find out more information at DIYinvesting.org slash patron or listen to episode 11 of this podcast where I go into detail about the benefits of being a DIY investing member. One of those benefits is seeing the monthly updates that I make in terms of how my investment portfolio is performing and the different investments that I have in my portfolio. Also a look at the different quality analysis and intrinsic value analysis that I perform in my investing process. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stop paying fees, start building wealth. Thank you for listening to the DIY Investing Podcast. Please visit our website and subscribe to our email list at DIYinvesting.org for guides, videos, and resources to help make you a better investor. The DIY Investing Podcast is presented for general informational and entertainment purposes only. I have not considered your specific situation or risk profile, and I have not provided investment advice. The information presented on the DIY Investing Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. The views and opinions expressed on the DIY Investing Podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's host or sponsors. DIY Investing, its producers, sponsors, and host, Trey Henniger, shall not be liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based upon information or viewpoints presented on the DIY Investing Podcast.